I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is producer-director Amy Williams. She's going to talk about her new film starring Lorraine Bracco. Good morning. Good morning. Um, tell me the name of your film. I didn't want to mess up the title. It's called Jasir. Jasir, Jasir. I say Jasir, and it's stuck. I like it. Some say Josser. And how did you come up with the name? Well, it's the director who wrote it, uh, and Wahid. And Wahid, uh, it's a very personal story to him as he is the, he is Josser on some levels. He grew up as a, he came to, to this country as a refugee. And the story is about a young refugee that comes to the United States to Memphis, Tennessee. And he has a neighbor named Meryl. That would be Lorraine Bronco. I love her. Yes. How did, you, how did you get her to be part of this project? Well, I had known Wahid Al-Khawazmi, and I, I hope I pronounced it correctly. We've known each other for a long time, and um, I love him. And I love everything about him and the things that he does. And we've kn we knew each other electronically for about maybe 13, 14 years since I lived in Chapel Hill. And uh, he wrote a script and sent it to me a couple of years ago. And I was in production with a other film and uh, some other stuff. But I read it and just was so in love with it. You know, I cried and I thought mm -hmm. it was so beautiful and important and poignant to right now and today. Amazing. Now, we had talked before, uh, you grew up in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. What was that like? Um, it, was, it was extraordinary and um, not always in such good ways, you know? It was, uh, yeah. I don't know anyone like me that, you know, had these crazy hippie parents living in the ghetto during the heroin epidemic and it, sort of, they were really smart too. My mom wrote and my father wrote and my mother just retired from the Staten Island Advance as a copy editor and column, uh, columnist for uh, that period, that newspaper for about 17, 18 years. She was at the Soho Weekly News and my father was also a philosophy professor and writer and poet. Incredible, very, very bright parents. Yeah, so they were these crazy, wild, hippie, bright parents that were advocates for the civil rights movement. And, you know, my father marched with Martin Luther King, and they were just, they moved to New York because he wanted to write a book about Kafka. And I was about one. I was actually born in Memphis, in Shelby County, which also makes this film special to shoot there. Wow. That is so unbelievable. You know, uh before we get into the film, I do want to share. I remember 1971, I was really little. We were driving into Manhattan and seeing the Hare Krishna uh, right in front of the fountains of the, um, the Met, on, you know, right in front of the museum. Yeah. And being like, what? what's going on? Who are these people? I was really young. Yeah, there were so many. And then there was just no one except for, you know, killers and people that were shooting dope and shooting people and you know our neighborhood became notoriously one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in the world when i was a child so 
Wow. It was really difficult. And we were these crazy, you know, uh, white family that was there. Maybe there's, you know, five other families uh, sprinkled throughout uh, our little area. And, you know, you didn't see many folks coming into the avenue, the, the alphabet avenues often that right. were white because you'd get killed. Did you know as a child, like, how dangerous it was? Did your parents tell you or no? Well, you know, I went to PS61 on 12th Street and Avenue C. And for me, kids are so adaptable to even war, you know. Yes. They'll still pet a cat like I did and always trying to help animals and jump rope, uh, stick ball, handball yeah. with a spalding against the wall for hours. Yes. We did yes. double dutch. And... Um, we played in the fire hydrants in the summer until we were surfing in the fire hydrants. And, you know, climbing abandoned buildings as clubhouses, we were insane. <laughs> Amazing. You know, it sounds a little bit like my childhood at PS 190, the double Dutch. Uh, I used to get beaten up a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, t the tough girls, um, you know, you, you just hung in there. Like, I didn't become prejudiced. I just hung in until they ended up liking me, you know? And I would be like, hey, can exactly. I jump rope? Okay, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. They exactly. were my friends. They were, they were friends. my people. Right, right. I didn't yes. understand why they didn't like me a lot of the time. I wish they would be a little nicer to me. It took me a little while to figure it out um, from my parents educating me. But we stuck up for ourselves. And we... Yeah. Tried to do it nonviolently. Right, right. So tell me about your film without giving too much away. Well, um, it's a conservative uh, older woman that's living next door to this young man that just moves in. And I love the way that it sort of is introduced with uh, the young man's feeding a cat, you know. Her cat is in the front and he's worried about the cat. And um, that's sort of the connection at the first. And she's, you know, get away from my cat. And, you know, very angry, very alone, very sad and addicted to opiates, which is another really beautiful part of this story because it speaks to the uh, isolating, devastating effects of addiction. And, you know, it just really touched me, every part of it. The, the folks that I've always known that are that are Lebanese or Iranian or they're just such beautiful people. And, um, you know, the food, I love the food. And you go to the Louvre in Paris, the art is just unbelievable. And we all come from there anyway. I think we're all connected. Yes. I know we are, but I mean, I just, they're beautiful. And, and I love the way that it's first a cat that he's trying to help. It's such the opposite of the portrayal that they get in this country yeah and what He's was it like to feed her cat and then he consistently tries to help her even though she's really really not nice to him um what was it like shooting this film oh uh, we have not shot it we're shooting it in november oh that's what it's feeling like november november yeah this and one's gonna be shot and where? In Memphis. In Memphis. Yes. 
So you probably had to push it back many months. Yes. And yeah. we might have to a little bit, but it doesn't look so. I mean, we're going to be very safe and we're doing all the things that you're supposed to do. It's a very intimate setting and it's very small. So it's going to be really protected. And Wahid is really set up in Memphis. He's got um, his studio there and all sorts of uh, connections there. But we also have uh, a lot of love from there. there there's a huge group of people that are very excited about the project and us shooting there and it's intimate we're gonna have all the ppes and the cleanliness on the set etc you know to make sure everybody's safe and there's not a huge group of people on set every day good that's really good any advice for people that uh are writers filmmakers and they're feeling down right now because of what's going on well, it's a great time to to create if one wanted to write and even direct at home and edit on iMovie, you know, shooting something yourself. I always tell people to not push the $2 million script and ask someone to get it done for you, but actually to pick up an iPhone or any sort of object that you could tell a story with from your soul and move people with it. You know, I think that if you think of something that happened in your life that's very, that you just never forget, that sits with you forever, you should write it down, What, who was there, find the people that you might uh, get to do it. Even now, they're doing it with Zoom. You can have people acting out the scenes right. in Zoom and edit it all together. I mean, there's no film jail that you go to when you don't, make a masterpiece on your first film. You know, I love when Rodriguez just, that book is uh, one of the best. And I can't think of the, the title, which is ridiculous because I've read it so many times, but just that you, you um, make a film. Just right. make a film. If you want to make a film, if you want to write a book, write a book. A lot of people want to get permission and get someone to help them or do it for them. Right, I know. They think it's, you know, they have to wait until everything's perfect. Yeah, and really it's about, if one doesn't enjoy doing a little bit of that, then it's really not the thing that they should be doing, I think. Are you talking about the book Rebel Without a Crew? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Amy no, gets, don't be. I just looked it up. Robert Rodriguez. It's one of my favorites, but Amy gets uh, you know, a little brain freezes. You're allowed. So. It's Monday. Yeah, it's out. It's out timers. It's a, a short timers. It comes before. Yeah. <laughs> Once in a while timers. <laughs> yeah, like, I call it short timers. <laughs> I like that one. That's so funny. Oh God. No, that's really good advice for people that are creative, that are writers. Um, that now is a good time to just submerse yourself in something. I know it's a great outlet. Yeah, even if it's something about your cat, anything. Just have fun. Just draw something draw a series of pictures if you don't like to draw uh think of different visuals that could go with the words that you wrote and simultaneous you know line them up together there's so many things that you could do to create and to express yourself and right now we're going to need a lot of you know uh content to keep us fulfilled because um we've basically sucked dry all of the networks after the plague is 
wrapped, there's going to be plenty of room for different stories and different films and different voices, I think. I think it's a really incredible time to be a filmmaker. You know, I couldn't agree more. The more I was talking to people, and I mentioned this to you, I love to write, and I think, you know, it, it doesn't have to be about COVID, but it, it could also be the arc of you or people you know or in this imaginary world you create of what goes on right now for you. Yes, and it's really important to just let go of what people are going to think and just tell the story. I think the most honest that we are with our visual and our feelings about it, why I'm doing this story is really what matters because that's what's going to connect people to it. They're going to see their truth in yours. And that's what art is all about, is a need to express this thing inside of us that we see and we feel and we sort of put it outside of our body, whatever it may be, a song, a poem, you know, a painting, anything. Yeah. And the idea, a lot of people are afraid of what people will think of it before they even put it out there. And I just think that's such a shame. Yeah, it is. It really is. I always say it's never too late to be creative or do something you once loved to do. Yes. Learn to play the piano, do anything. Right. You Absolutely. Know. And nature is really beautiful. It's a really good time to reflect on this planet and think about how beautiful it is and how precious it is. Absolutely. Where can people find out more about you in the film? Well, I'm on, uh, you know, I'm on Facebook, of course, but I also, you know, I'm going to be honest, my Instagram is private. Because right. you know, there's a few freaks out there. Just and, a few. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I just, um, I wanted something to be private to some extent. But the, um, you know, they could find me on at uh, littleaxeproductions.com. That's my website. Uh, they can find me on, um, and there's contact information there. But they could also find me. Uh, yeah, on Facebook. I'm pretty easy to find. The thing is, um, the film will be, we're going to work very hard and I don't stop until I finish. So we're going to shoot this baby this year, come hell or high water. And um, I don't think I've ever been more excited about a piece because I'm much more creatively involved. And it's really difficult when you support artists and you're not so much creatively involved only because you can't protect them from themselves, you know? Right. Right. Absolutely. Any last bit of info you'd like to give about the film or yourself before we wrap up? Um, I'm just so grateful Deborah asked me and I, you have me on here and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to make films. It's wonderful gift to be able to make art. Um, I can't say that you make a lot of money. You don't make money from it, but you, it's a beautiful thing you leave in this in this stratosphere forever yes the piece of your soul you know and all the people that work on it i'm grateful for them and um what i what i would like is for people to just love each other a lot more today than they are hating and that's what this film is all about so important amy yeah we gotta love much more there's so much hate going on it's just that's what makes me really sad right i get so sad and then i have to shake it off go for a walk, kiss a dog on the nose, 
and just try and find back, find the happy place again because it has energy is a real thing and it's, it sure is. The more love we give, the more love that comes. And I know that. I just have to remember and not be um, misled to others' reality, you know? Yes. And we have to tap into how we feel when we're around people that are negative or, or other things that are negative and switch it and go kiss that dog in the nose and go take that walk. And, because and do something for someone else and don't say anything about it, you know? You're right. Yes. Do something for someone else, the simplest thing. Just go out and do three things a day. My, a really dear friend told me that a long time ago, and I did it for the longest. She, she made me do it. She wanted me to do that. It was part of my recovery and um, long ago from my life. And uh, it's some, one of the most powerful things I ever did because you just, you're removed. And I, I, whenever I feel really bad, I immediately have this need to start helping something or someone so I can just get away from the way that I feel. And it's always, it's, it never fails. It never fails. An act of kindness for somebody else. I mean, there's, you should be thoughtful to yourself, but being thoughtful to other people is so important right now. Yeah. And not discuss it. Just do it because I really want to do it and it makes you feel good, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Amy, this has been great. I want to thank you so much for calling into the show and congratulations. I can't wait to see the film at some point. Oh, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. I can't wait to meet you in person. That would be nice. <laughs>